All right, guys, a big-time episode this week. We start our James Bond rewatch, and that's with the old 1964 Goldfinger. Uh, we do Turning Point 9-11 talk from Netflix. What we do in the shadows is back. We preview Wheel of Time. Here we go, Northeast Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I go back to work as a teacher this week. No one has any sympathy for me. No one should, but I would rather still be on summer break. Sure. Free time Free time. Eric is uh, going into the retirement. I will say this. Let's take a moment and honor the fact that Free Time Eric actually watched some shows, mm-hmm. hung mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I got to see him a lot. Mm-hmm. You actually had some free time. Yeah, Free Time Eric. It was great. Yeah. R.I.P. It, w- it used to be like a facade, yeah. right? Where oh. he'd be like, oh, dude, dude. summer's coming up. <laughs> and then we wouldn't see him until July. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys. So lots of good stuff to talk about. Before we dive into it, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. Do it. Okay. And Appreciate also, it. We're drinking another cool beer from our good friends. What are we having today? Back at Modest. Love Modest. We love Modest. This is a Hyper Solid New England IPA. Um, it's got some hops in it, 6% ABV, <laughs> and this shit is good. It's, this is a great beer. Eric, do you want to say it? Um, this is some silky beer. It is silky. I think that's, it's not that punchy in the face flavorful. It's more just like easy drinking silkiness to me. See, I think that this tastes um, fruity. Like like a citrusy right. and and I think that's when New England style IPAs are at their best. Agree. Not when, when you're getting fruit flavors, but they haven't actually added fruit. I love that. Yeah, I think that's like when when New England style is done at its very best. I think that's what it is. And not it's not this is a triple you know whatever ten point five percent one. I'm like I'm done with those. Mm-hmm. The, I like the ones that are just like how the style kind of started. Yeah, I agree. I think this fits. Like, this is right, a very to style. Right in that wheelhouse. Yeah. It's beautiful. Really beer. like it. Great work. Modest. All and right. it's relatively inexpensive. I think it was uh, 16 bucks for the four pack, which that, okay, yeah. I know that's preposterous. We would have kicked our own ass for saying yeah. that three, four years ago, but that's the market. it should have been 20 bucks. You could pay yeah. 20 bucks for this. 16, we would have been like, oh man, just this once, we got this $16 <laughs> four pack. It's out of, things are out of control. Yeah, right. And it's like, now we're like, that's a great deal. Not, <laughs> it's not 20. I picked up two of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to Do We Care. We start with Amazon Prime's Wheel of Time teaser mm. that came out. Um, what do you guys think about this? Oh, well, well, you guys know that this was a very, very hotly anticipated show for me, and I think it's slightly less after this. I don't know, man. <laughs> it looks a lot more like a TV show than uh, a movie, you know, which a lot of times, like, the budgets are so good and the they have just these awesome, you know, directors of photography and all these things, they can really make them look awesome. To me, it looked a little bit cheesy. I don't know. We'll see. I hope not, because if it's cheesy, I it's just going to suck. Like, that, it needs to be cool. Yeah, and we didn't get a lot of characters. Like, we got them in, like, just yep. quick bursts. It was uh, a teaser. Yeah, so it, they went with the world-building trailer first, right? Yeah. They're gonna, they were trying to show all these vast landscapes and different you know, venues we're going to attend. I mean, so we had all these, like, you know, cool-looking multiracial women whipping their hands around, creating some kind of magic shit in the air, and it looked kind of dumb. So I just, I hope it's good. Um, You know, like, one thing I said last week was, like, the director came out and said, this is not young adult. 
it looked very young adult to me. I agree. I think when we were texting after we watched, you know, our initial reactions to the trailer on our little group chat, um, I think I said I wanted to like that a lot more than I actually did. Yep. And then we sort of compared it to other shows and it feels a little like shadow and bone yeah and that's not necessarily a compliment for the type of uh like expectations we had for this right and you know i mean if you look at like season one of game of thrones it's the costumes aren't as good and it just doesn't look as crisp and it doesn't look like a movie it looks more like a show um so you know maybe they're just gonna ramp up but you you'd think with the money they had behind this thing they could just nail it or they're never gonna um i don't know man i'm still excited it's still like still coming up soon like in a couple months i'm sure November, some i think i'm sure so. some people know this who are listening but others like me have no recollection of what we talked about about this yeah, last so time wheel of time what is this about it's about like um you know it's some fantasy world where they, you know they understand magic exists only certain like women can wield it and they're kind of in these big like you know powerful groups and then if there was ever like a man that could do this power or control this magic, they're like the chosen one. And it's usually a bad thing to be this guy. Like everyone's like afraid that this person, there... and of course, one of the kids from this village who's probably like aged up to like 21 or 22 in this. They said Rand is aged up. Yeah, yeah they aged everybody up, which is good. I don't want a bunch of child actors in this. Um that person is like feared to be this like powerful sorcerer reincarnated, but of course he's a good guy. Is there is there um a void? Is there a void? Probably. Um because there's definitely just... a lot. There actually is like a mirror world. I remember that. Mm. Ryan, you read more of this than okay. I did, but oh it's been God. forever so ago. So long. Yeah. I mean these books have been out for twenty five years or something. This probably. sounds like Shadow and Bone. Yeah. It, it, I mean it might be. I think it's gonna be better than that. I hope, but I think Shadow Sha- and Bone like wasn't bad. Shadow and Bone was like sort of good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we all watched it, but it was going for like a more younger audience. Yeah, for sure. So I, we'll see. I mean, I you know I want to see the full trailer. Um, God, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. It didn't do a lot for me. Yeah, agreed. Um, I care. Of course, I care. Just super disappointed. Well, not yeah. super disappointed, but less hype than I was. Expectations officially tempered. Agreed. I at ex- least it's not a bad trailer for Kenobi because that would destroy me. <laughs> I'm expecting would just to, kill to me. think this show is bad. But, um, but I'd say it's like a, with any any show, even the most hyped shows, there's still a 60% chance it's going to be bad. So I would say it's probably more like a 70% chance it's bad. I am I care just barely. Um, Yeah, I care. I can't wait. I want to see that. I want to see the full trailer. I want to see the full show. Let's go. Need to see more. Yep. Yep. All right. Next up, uh, Jon Stewart is uh, getting his own Apple TV show, Apple Plus. So it's called it's Apple called, Plus. Uh, it's called The Problem with Jon Stewart. It's going to have a every other week podcast that accompanies it. I'm actually more curious if you guys care about this. Like no. you guys are like into okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Like, no, no, is this I, something you guys will try to tune into? I mean, you have Apple TV. I I don't like this because it makes me think like, oh, so he's trying to kind of get back into doing like the Daily Show thing, but he just doesn't want to work as much. Yeah, yeah, sounds right. And I'm like, man, I think I'm good. Do you think he needs money? No, no, but I just think that like I don't. I find myself whenever people like quit what they're doing because they're content with the money they have and then they try to come back and like do a shittier version of so that. So is this like when Dave Letterman came and did his Netflix Absolutely. interview series? Yeah. And I think all that shit's a skip. My next guest is or whatever I watched it is. a couple and all a skip. And he was Dave Letterman like wasn't a great interviewer on her. I, and I don't he, know. He was so weird. The beard really just threw you off. <laughs> yeah. All I really want is for David Letterman to apologize for how he treated women. <laughs> that's never gonna happen. he did that live on tv <laughs> i hope he does it again like geez. but anyway <laughs> no i mean like how he like not how if he was accused of something i mean like when he would like interview 
women and just like humiliate them like mm. you had to see the Lindsay lohan one remember that kind yeah. of came out a couple months ago and he was like he was like so are you into rehab like ah it's so funny and she was just like okay okay dude like, my agent told me to do this but yeah. now i have to talk to him yeah not good yeah. um i think john stewart's voice and perspective is important but i think the gap between when he left the daily show when he left comedy central mm-hmm. till now may not have as much of an impact anymore God, that was a long time ago but like it'd be 15 years 10 years ago it's 15? just gonna be the the stalwarts that still love john stewart and like craving his like you know comedic satire mm-hmm. about politics um and who knows is it even gonna be politically driven like is he gonna try and do something different i mean i'm sure that's his that's his bread and butter but what if he tries to do something else like do like movie reviews or something i mean you're just (laughs) yeah i don't know i'm not here interview format could be that i'm not here to listen to john yeah i don't know man i'm not all that excited about i don't much care i'm just i was curious on you guys i don't care at all and it's not anything against him it's just like if i was really feeling hungry for some john stewart i think i would just watch trevor noah there you go He's great. And also... I don't watch that anyways. The only I thing don't watch I, Trevor Noah. I just no, like his me, tweets. Me either. And like, honestly, the only thing I really want to watch is... Um, the Challenge big, on big, MTV. Big Daddy 2 oh. with Jon Stewart, because he was in that. Oh, really? Do you remember that? Big Daddy 2? No, he was in Big Daddy. Oh. <laughs> just mean, like, if there was Big Daddy 2... <laughs> I imagined a world where he took Adam Sandler's place and they made a direct-to-DVD Big no, Daddy 2. No, he was in Big Daddy. Oh. You, we, we, you wasted the good surprise on Sonny. Yeah, yeah. I remember I mean, that? Eric, that was the deepest cut of a joke <laughs> I've ever heard. In he my was life. in Big Daddy. I, 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 listen, I totally understand. I get where you're coming from. <laughs> he I was had also, no idea where you're going with Big Daddy 2. He was also in Half-Baked, but we're not throwing around lines from that. Was he? You ever, you ever seen, seen a dollar <laughs> bill on weed? <laughs> you oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess we are. Let's move on before we just try to quote all his very limited movie career. Yeah. Okay. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is out of the Mr. and Mrs. Smith TV series. Yeah. This is kind of a big deal because yeah. I think we were a little excited. Her and Don Glover were going to ah, right. do this like spy thriller type thing. I'm, uh, from the article that I read, it's that it's conflicting with her filming of Indiana Jones 5. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that's happening. Um, so that I feel like that's an excuse. You know, she just maybe didn't really feel the part moving forward. I don't yeah. know. I bet Donald Glover's hard to work with. He They're was both, like, I mean, he's kind of a, a prima donna dude. He's probably like, very opinionated. Yeah. Um, I don't care. I, although I will say I did care about that show. I was probably going to watch it if she was involved. Those two teaming up. Yeah. And now I'm sure the whole thing's just never going to happen. So whatever. It's over. It's over. And right. I, I don't care either. Don't care. All right. Shang-Chi breaks the labor day box office record for i wish i could have gone me too i've been busy man i've been busy i would have be i would have been at the theaters for this we really need to see it in the next couple weeks so we can do a review agreed i'm excited about it. i heard it's great I heard it's, it's, a, awesome. it's a it's a really cool thing to have especially for like a an all asian driven superhero movie yeah mm-hmm. crushing the the box office record with 90 million during a pandemic i love when nobody's that. going to the films so. i think it's great yeah. i think it's so cool so good for the movie uh good for i guess what you know, Chinese Americans and Chinese people. That's awesome to have that representation. And uh, I hear like by all accounts, he's an, a fantastic addition to the MCU. So awesome. I'm psyched on it. I'm happy for it. And I will see it soon. All right. Reservation Dogs from FX, a show that we've talked about. Uh, I think you guys both watched the beginning of it. Is that right? I watched. I've seen. I think I'm caught up. I've caught, I watched like four or five. Yeah, I'm on three. I finished There three. was a great one with that cop who's like maybe one of the only recognizable actors. I Unfortunately, I don't even know the dude's name, but he's been in like everything. He had an episode with like the younger kind of chubbier dude kid. Yeah. And it was such a great bottle episode. I loved it. Loved it. Um, 
it's a great show. I'm psyched on it. I will continue to watch it. I'll watch next season. This is something I do care about. And FX does a great job of identifying good shows. And to see this renewed this early is fantastic. FX is like one of the only cable networks really doing anything. That we respect pretty because like where's yeah. amc they ain't doing shit they sunk all their money into <laughs> zombies and uh i forget the guy the creator Some of breaking vampires. bad vampires yeah anything vince gilligan, vince gilligan does yeah. um so yeah i don't know but i'm excited about this this is good news vince is care. like i'm gonna do an antique show and they're like 100 million dollars <laughs> <laughs> we got you buddy you're the only thing keeping us relevant. All right, so uh, this is uh, sad news. Michael K. Williams, um, the actor best known for The Wire? Yeah. Yeah, The Wire. I loved him in Boardwalk Empire. Um, he was in that like pretty disappointing show about the South with the monsters in the South. Which one was that, Eric? You, um, you, Lovecraft Country. We were like all hyped on it for Man, like two episodes. It was so good, and then it got so Never weird. seen something fall off harder. Uh, so he died at the age of 57. Really tragic. Drug yeah. overdose. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. I know that he was like, whenever it's like found in his apartment, it's like, oh, this is Philip K. Seymour or Philip Hoffman again. And you're like, yeah, that good. sucks. Yeah. They said, uh, I mean, based on the reporting of reviewing the police report, no forced entry, no foul play. The apartment was in order. Younger, you know, relatively younger guy. Yeah. That's probably what it is. That's really sad. Yep. Talented dude. A dude that's like, he was actually a guy that's like, oh, he's in it. I'm a little bit more excited about it now. Agreed. You know, yeah. He just had that. I think he was in the night of too, wasn't yes, he? Yes, he was yeah. in the night of. He was the 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 other the prisoner guy. He was guy HBO's that, darling, dude. Yeah. We were probably gonna get if he was healthy enough mentally and physically to do work. I don't. I guess I don't know if he was like all fucked up. But assuming he was, he could have kept working. We were gonna get fucking five more series from him, like At least, a younger yeah. guy doing great stuff. So it's too bad, man. R.I.P. Bummer. All right. Um. Next up, Jackass Forever, a movie that we are excited about. This is now being pushed to. February 4th. And what I say to that is, that's good news. Why? Because nothing comes out in February because it's a dead month for bad movies. We're not looking for this to win any awards. This is going to be a pile of shit. If it makes us laugh and feel nostalgic, then it gets its, you know, it does its job. Mm -hmm. And so to me, this is the kind of movie that I want to come out in February and it's totally fine with me. This is going to be one of those movies where if you go to it in the theater, you're going to look around like you're at a, like a (laughs) Pearl Jam concert and be like, Wow, everyone in here is like 45. (laughs) This is kind of sad. There's not anybody under 20 here. Yeah, that's a good point. Which is like the complete reversal from what it, you know, what it used to be. Well, I thought you were going to be bummed, but I actually, I like your positive spin on this, Eric. And now I'm psyched for when the weather is as bad as it gets. It's the shittiest month ever. Yeah. And we may have a reason to like get together and go to the theater. It would be awesome. It'd be fun. And I think like if this was um, the Eternals. I would be really bummed. Right. If this was Spider-Man, I would be really bummed. If this was Bond, I'd be really bummed. If this was a movie that I was... If this was Dune, I'd be really bummed. But the fact that it's Jackass, that it's just... It's going to be a pile of crap that's going to be funny and nostalgic. It's going to be a great time, even if it just sucks. And there doesn't need to be a story to it. So it yep. will fill up the worst month and it'll be a positive, um, you know, thing to do in the summer. It's like, a, winter, I mean, it's like a sketch comedy movie, mm-hmm. right? Some of them work, some of them don't. And the highlights are really high and everything else is like, eh, that was fine. You know, Paramount also moved two other movies. They moved Mission Impossible a little bit later and then they moved uh, 
Maverick, which is the the Top Gun, yeah, the Top Gun sequel. So Ooh, it's oh, all part of I a, know, a I can't shuffle. wait for the next Mission Impossible movie. I know. I don't Thanksgiving twenty twenty two, Eric. I don't Let's know if go. any series has moved up more, in my opinion, since doing this podcast than Mission Impossible. Well, and I think the rewatch, <laughs> the like, rewatch, put, put so it on, much. put it on like an absolute like pedestal, of, like must see of like some maybe the best action i mean well we still have bond to do let's do bond i, mean, I think that spoiler it, alert for later in the pod but um damn, it's up there it's up there with the best action stuff of all time if you would have asked me what is better bond or mission impossible before we did the rewatch mm-hmm. i would have been like what a stupid question right like, of course bond is better and now i'm kind of like i think bond but i'm not sure because but mission, mission impossible, impossible has like five awesome movies and i think Bond has like three. Yeah, it it's good. So I'm I'm excited about that. All right, guys, it's time to move on to our next segment: hot wrecks or not wrecks. Ooh, uh, yeah. I added like this. A, add a new wrinkle to it. Oh, yeah, wait, because no. what we've been saying is like it's like a reverse wreck. You know, yeah. this is better. Mm-hmm. Hot wreck, not wreck. I love it. I jumped the gun. I got too I got too excited. Yeah. What do we have? One, a couple more stories. One more story. <laughs> <laughs> I got too excited. Right. I just wanted to debut that name. We'll clean that up in editing. Just kidding. No. Uh, so the other thing is, is Netflix getting worse again. And that's because they waste all of their money buying these stupid old series that I don't care about. This time they bought Seinfeld. Now Seinfeld. Yeah. Well, they God, I don't know it, what they spent they on They paid that, to get Se- all Seinfeld so on Netflix. Much. Can I tell you the number of Seinfeld episodes I will watch? The same number of Friends episodes when they had Friends. Oh, I can't wait for all your students to be like, dude, you got to watch Seinfeld. <laughs> dude, oh my gosh, Seinfeld. <laughs> but I think you'd have to respect that. I like, would. I'd be like, damn, you, you kids are cool. Yeah. Like Seinfeld is good it's a great show it's one of the greatest comedies of all time but i don't want to watch it anymore yeah i I don't i would have thought that about all comedies but i have been watching 30 rock i've watched now 21 episodes of 30 rock still season one because there's like a million of them and i'm loving it i'm like maybe i will go watch some seinfeld episodes jack gets better with every episode oh it's getting good and I, i like when i watched 30 rock back in the day I think I started at season two, so I haven't seen any of this stuff, sure. so I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. But cool. anyways, um, yeah, man, they dropped, hey, Larry David got richer. That's all I know. And True. that was Jimbo's plug for 30 Rock for this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next week. <laughs> all right. Uh, so now our next segment, which is going to be named Hot Rex and Not Rex. Beautiful. Perfect. Good word. There we go. Um, all right, so first up, guys, this is the one we have to be talking about. Two episodes of one of our favorite shows dropped. I'm not saying it was out of nowhere, as they had told us it was coming in September. There's been a lot of talk. But it still surprised it, me. It kind of surprised dropping two episodes. Snuck of, up on us, anyway. Yeah. what we do in the shadows, which is one of the funniest and best shows on TV. Um, I don't know if they could have nailed the start to the season anymore, because I thought last year the show dragged a little bit yep. um, for a while, and I found myself like not super excited about it. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm definitely going to watch it, but if it's like two bad episodes, I would be very concerned for the show, right? I thought they <laughs> no problems. absolutely hit this out of the park. Um, you have a, a Taika um, sighting as mm-hmm. he's in it. Taika's, uh, yeah, officially the not vamp. only, you know, a producer and a writer, and I don't think he directs them, but um, he works on it. He's going to be in it now. He's an actor in it, which I love. I thought Guillermo was just flawless, as he is the best character on the show, I think, besides well, Jackie Daytona. And <laughs> well, who's, who's a love, caricature of it's a Laszlo. Yeah. So you love Laszlo just like Ryan and I would rank him number one in our uh, power rankings for characters. And then... Um, 
I also just loved when they walked into the room and they were like, we haven't been here since last time. Remember Wesley Snipes was sitting over there on a computer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he was right there. <laughs> like, it is so funny. It, it is a show that never would ever take itself too seriously. It is just there to make you laugh. It feels like they are having the best time making it. Mm-hmm. And that, like, comes through the screen. And I just really enjoy it. I thought it was so fun. It's so great to have this back. I would also say, like, the set design... You know, as as you get bigger in the show, you get a little bit more money to spend on things and like yeah. some of the basement dungeon stuff and, you know, Guillermo's cage and like where they, <laughs> they got a room. Of, they, what are the like? Oh, this is the break room. And there's just like dead bodies like hanging from the ceiling and stuff when they were at the at the palace. Yeah. Make sure you eat what you bring. By yeah. the end of the week, we, <laughs> we throw, throw everything, everything out on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> so great, it's like, dude. It's so great. It's brilliant. It And it makes you like. It just makes you smile like the entire time you're watching it. Yep. It's so fun. It's so it, it's lighthearted, even though it's like vampires. It's lighthearted and great. Dude, I'll tell you what. For a show to have like one of the best episodes ever, I mean it's up there with any other one, I'd put it. For if it were to be episode one, season three is a very good sign for a longevity of a show. Like they are hitting a stride and they're killing it. So I'm I'm psyched for the rest of the season and for the rest of the series, which I guess ain't slowing down. I hope so. I wanna see six seven seasons of this yeah that'd be perfect damn i love the show i'm psyched this is a hot rack hot rack very hot i think this is the current best show on tv well there ain't that much to choose from so i'm gonna go with yes I agree. yeah i agree mm-hmm. okay guys this next one is not fun to talk about so i'm sorry everyone i'm bringing you down but Ooh. i watched all of the five-part turning point 9-11 and the war on terror documentary on netflix okay and this is the kind of thing i if you're anything like me this is the kind of thing that i see and i'm kind of like mm, it like it fills me with dread almost, to watch something I know is going to be painful or hard to watch. I was, I don't know if I've ever felt more into a documentary than I did this one. It was so perfect. It was so well done. It's five hours of of content. I watched four hours of it until the middle of the night, and I was like considering watching the last hour. It was that good. It's so well done. It was graphic at times it was hard to watch at times um it takes you all through the um, war on terror which was the bigger part of the show more than 9-11 was and um i don't want any person to tell me again joe biden messed everything up no 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 it was trump no no it was george bush no it was about like i want you to watch this show before you tell me who messed everything up and then you'll realize that it was an absolute fucking calamity by everyone by all political parties by all presidents by the military by every branch of our government and all of our allies as well this show is must watch it was so incredible and it was so well done the people who were in it did the best job with their interviews the footage that they had was chilling and just incredible and i found myself not being able to look away from the screen one of the best documentaries i've ever seen this is a super hot wreck and not to uh you know bring it down further but your timing is pretty appropriate yes given that we're coming up on the 20th 20th. anniversary Yeah, and then all of a sudden, things seem to be coming around again, and the Taliban are relevant again, and it's it's kind of actually spooky how how relevant it is. This isn't Turning Point USA, the like right-wing rag. <laughs> no. That they refer to on Reddit as Toilet Paper USA. I, nice. would, I would say this is, this is um, uh, done by someone who was talking about politics, but, I mean, it is damning 
to Republicans and okay. to Democrats. It was damning to Bush, to Obama, to Trump, to Biden. It was damning to the military, the CIA, the FBI, um, all just everyone. I mean, it was it's a fucking calamity. And you'll realize that like um, everyone involved from the Afghans to the military to the president, whoever it was that was at the time, did okay, a so, disaster sorry. job. Turning point is not the company that made it. It's just the title of the yes. it's called Turning Point nine eleven. I'm telling you okay. this this was a must watch. And it's Wait, so it's on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Okay. It's all over Netflix. It's one of their top things right now. A, an incredible thing. I would just I would just warn our listeners if you're like, Ugh, I don't know if I can watch that. It is pretty graphic like it, it is like there are definitely scenes where i found myself closing my eyes or looking away people jumping out of burning buildings that yeah, like, get, and, and get that, me out of there that, that and then the, that's happening but it's it's shit in the middle east too there's a lot worse stuff once they get into afghanistan that you see so i'm just warning you if, if you don't like to see really graphic things it might not be for you or at least you might need to close your eyes a little bit but it was fantastic i thought it was so well done and i just pray that they do another one on some other event now because it was that good okay cool all right man that's a good wreck thank you yeah cool that it's a it's a well done one not cool that all that we're gonna relive all that yeah yeah. in five hours it's chilling it's terrifying it was so i learned so much the footage they have is second to none i mean this 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 was incredible so i would really push people to watch it and i thought netflix hit a home run with this one all right okay um, all right, next up, Love and Monsters, Hulu, Jim. So I had heard, like, this is one of those movies where you hear it's being made. When I heard this movie was being made, like, Dylan O'Brien is starring. Okay, that guy's, like, he's like a kid and he's somehow washed up. Okay, who is, who is Jacob from uh, the Twilight movies? Remember him? Oh, La- Taylor, uh, Lautner. Taylor Lautner. Yeah. I was like, Dylan O'Brien is Taylor Lautner, right? Taylor like, Lautner forget about them from, both. Who cares about either of them? Taylor Lautner went from being, like, the teen heartthrob who was dating Taylor Swift and starring in the biggest teen movie series to he's gone. Yeah, just gone. He's he's, um, he's less of a star than than Ron Weasley. I think he right. got into... <laughs> and we don't even know his real name. I um, think he had a side part in, like, the Divergent series. Okay. But, like, wasn't even, like, a main feature. So, so you know, for these reasons and many more, and including the title, didn't jump out of me, Love and Monsters, I, it, it wasn't based on any IP I had heard of, whatever. We just glossed over it. But then I started hearing, like, reviews and people saying, this movie's actually really good. Like, it's really fun to watch. Um... And I was just waiting and waiting for it to pop up free because it is on the edge for me. I'm not like trying to go spend $7 to see it. I dropped on Hulu. I watched it right away and I really enjoyed it. Like it is fun. The creature effects are great and the designs are fun. It's like a post-apocalyptic kind of like love story, but with some twists in it. Um, like a lot of nice like voiceovers of, of like, you know, they're kind of funny from Dylan O'Brien's character. Dude, this is a wreck. It's, it says it's PG. There's no fucking way this movie's PG. <laughs> like, I let my kids see PG-13 movies with, like, the Marvel stuff, you know? Sure. I would not let my kids see this. It's, like, violent. They There's, like, a lot of swearing in it. I I don't know if it was, like, a typo, but it says it's PG. It's definitely a PG-13 movie. Um, dude, this is, a, this is a wreck. It's really fun. Like, I don't know who's going to hate this movie. And that's nice that you're able to find time in between your 30, walk, 30 Rock rewatch yeah. for a movie every 30 once Rock goes on, like late at night like if it's 11 and i'm like i just want to watch maybe one more thing that's when i'm hitting Fair the 30 rocks it's been nice so anybody else notable in love and monsters 
um yeah michael rooker shows up for a minute and he's awesome <laughs> okay. like i love him and everything sure. but mostly it's like you know a bunch of unknown folks and they just have a movie with like a lot of heart that's fun to watch with great cg um good action scenes and it's good it's a fun movie hulu is like they're like the diamond in the rough company for like <laughs> movies i'm thinking we'll have some debate soon i'm sure but hulu is creeping on mo- a lot of these streaming services now hbo max is still probably number one but dude i'm every time i turn on hulu i'm like something awesome i want to watch so yeah man uh love and monsters is a wreck all right guys I have a show for you guys. This is going to take our listeners down memory lane, okay? Do you guys remember the days when, um, oh gosh, what's this? Lagu- Seinfeld, Laguna, Seinfeld Rebounds. <laughs> Laguna Beach came out. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Laguna Beach I'll came out it, on MTV. Everyone was watching it. You remember that? Kristen, is that Justin Bobby? Steven, I think he was later. But yeah, Steven, Kristen. Lowe. Yeah, Lauren Conrad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that show came out. And then if you guys remember, they had a show that came out that was like their next version of that called Hoover High. And it was no. like... No, never, never heard, heard of it. it. Never even it, heard those words put together before. Okay, so it was like Hoover High was like this massive football school in Alabama. And it was like it was like Laguna Beach, but with Alabama football or okay. Texas or something. I don't know. Some southern big, huge football school and it was like teen drama and football well they made a new one okay and it's called title town high and it's about valdosta georgia and it's like kind of a terrible show on netflix Mm. of teen drama and football but there's also the right amount of adult drama including really sketchy boosters and head coach and all kinds of things and good football and i hate watched the whole show in like two days wow I think it's a wreck. Where is it? It's on Netflix. Okay. That makes sense. Title Town High. God, you love bad TV on Netflix. On Netflix. That is your fucking wheelhouse. It's good football, though. It's like 7A football in Georgia. These really good schools and, you know, big time college players that are going to be on these teams and terrible teen drama. I think this show was like, um, if you work from home. Anyone here who works from home and can have TV on in the background, this is your show this week. Title Town High. Throw it on while you work from home. If you miss something, who cares? If you look up for a while, it's going to be captivating. Do you do you feel like it's more scripted or less scripted than Laguna Beach? I mean, those things were like really, really fake. I think way less scripted. Okay, good. I think that would be a good thing. The kids are like all kind of ugly that they got. Like they must have like went to like 100 families and they got like numbers 101, 102, and 103. And they're just kind of doofy kids. And the drama is terrible. And I don't know. It was it was a fun watch. You could crush the whole thing in like two days. Title Town High. It's a wreck. Just right. barely. It's a wreck from you. That's let's put the big asterisk right from Eric. Stop. That's that. important. Stop <laughs> that. Someone someone watch it this week and then let us know what you think. Like please come in. I'm sure that there's someone that'll slide into Jim's DMs. I know. And be like I, already watched it. Loved it. Good. I, I, I want. I do. want a few I'll tell, people. I'll screenshot that and send it to Eric. I want a few of you people to hop on and tell us you people what you think. Just <laughs> call me you. What people? the hell you mean you people? I want you guys to watch the show and then tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm right. Title Town High. It's terrible and awesome at the same time. Okay. Okay. Then it's awesome. Next up. A Promising Young Woman. It's a movie. You wanted to watch it, Jim. You finally did. What'd you think? Yeah, yeah. So, like, this... Do you guys remember this movie, Carrie Mulligan? It had, like, a lot of hype. It was, like... I think it won best... The Oscar for Best Original Screenplay, if you guys remember that. That sounds right. Um... (sighs) It had Bo Burnham, which was a surprise, and I love him. I, I never even really seen him act. He's like that goofy, tall comedian that does all the depressive, depressing comedy. Yeah, Ryan, you didn't love that, but I, I, I liked it. 
Um, I love the Jeff Bezos. Song. I honestly, this this movie, like, it's hard to. Okay, so we're doing like, is it? I think it's almost more of a not rack than a hot rack for me. Really? But I'd be curious, like, if somebody watches it to let me know. I actually rented it because I'm like, dude, I'm sick of not being able to watch this movie. I've been trying to. I'm gonna check it out. It got all this hype. It's like it's very much like a like a woman power and how like men can destroy women's lives, you know, in college or like, who is that, that justice Roberts that like, was that who, which, which Kavanaugh. It's like the women that Kavanaugh left behind type of deal, you know, when he was assaulting women in college and like, what would maybe happen to them over the course of the next, I like beer. Sometimes I had too much of it. And then I said, I've had too many, too much beer many, many times. I never did that shit. Um, but anyways, that's just me. So, it's like, you know, this like this horrible event happens to this woman's friend and she never really gets over it. She's sort of like stuck in a time capsule because of it. And she goes out and just like tries to get predators to, to you know, take advantage of her and then teaches them lessons. Right. And they get crazier and crazier and she gets herself in these horrible situations. And it is a well-written script and it is well-directed and well-acted and all those things. It's just, I don't, it's just a little hardcore. I don't know. I think it is a good movie. It is like, you know, I'd give it fresh. Um, I just, it was a little heavy handed with the messaging. Uh, I just want almost, I'm, <laughs> I don't even know if I can judge it. I want someone else out there to watch it and let me know what they think. About Maybe we need to have after title town. Yeah. <laughs> watch the important stuff first and then watch this. Well, I think maybe, and maybe be... I'm not the audience for it and that's okay too. I was going to say, um, maybe it'd be important to have a, a fem- like some female perspectives. For on sure. That. For yeah. sure. I think so too. But I finally watched it. I've been trying to watch it for a long time. It is good. Um, Bo Burnham comes out of fucking nowhere. And it's this movie is heartbreaking in a lot of ways. I mean, it is good. It's it's very, very challenging and interesting. So that's, that's where I can leave it right now. That's it. That's all I got, man. I I, I can't even tell you. I can't, I'm not even ready to give it a Rotten Tomato score. Let's okay, say well, can you give uh, Chaos Walking, which you also watched, a Rotten Tomato score? <laughs> Dude, this is decidedly a not wreck. I think it's on Hulu right now. So this has Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley and other big actors. It's got this huge cast. It was based on like this big, you know, young adult series of books that was very well. I mean, this was trying to be the next Hunger Games or Twilight or whatever. I couldn't get, I couldn't make it past maybe 25 minutes of this movie. It's so fucking bad. Hot wreck or not wreck? It's just a not wreck. Like it's it's I mean, he watched twenty five minutes. Bad. I think that's a. I just wanted him to say it. Okay, yeah, officially on record now. Because we're like, yes, we're like loving this new yes. title for the yes. Yes. hot wrecks and not wrecks. <laughs> <laughs> it works so well, um, dude. This is not a wreck. Don't even try it. Like nobody should like this movie. I mean, if it has, it's probably like a fifteen on Rotten Tomatoes, and I it should be a zero. There's nobody that should like this. So what's it called? Chaos Walking. Chaos Walking. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what it's actually at. I mean, they will not be... They they were trying to be like, dude, we're going to make, you know, six of these or five of these or three of these, whatever it's going to be. They're going to make no more of these. It's over. It's dead. Um, waste of talent. Waste of, of Daisy Ridley's time, of Tom Holland's time. Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Your guy. I know. So Was he in the first 25 minutes? Oh, yeah. So, tomato meters, 22. Okay, that's high. That's Audience high. score, Ooh. 71. Uh, what? God, people are dumb, aren't they? They should listen to our podcast more often. Okay, um, guys. This is bad. Skip if that it. was bad, do I have a show for you? Is it? This is The no. Challenge <laughs> with Eric Burtness. MTV's The Challenge. Season, I believe, 37. Are you being serious? You I'm being no serious. I think it's season 37. How this is possible? Is do they do two a year? Three a year, three? probably. They do two yeah. a year. They probably have done three at some point, but okay. they've done two a year now for almost 20 years. It's on almost nonstop? It's on like 
20 weeks a year probably okay something like that or 25 weeks a year this oh boy what a show guys i know i've talked about it before so i won't waste your time but this is a great season it's so fun it's the fifth american sport uh, professional <laughs> sport and the, it should be in our sports cast but they won't let me uh, let me tell you <laughs> this you're is, lucky you're allowed it on the screencast there are feats of every week mind you. and stamina <laughs> uh it's dramatic it is really fun i tried to hold off but it's been four uh episodes in and i'm having a great time watching it so much so that i have been listening to listen to our podcast first i've been listening to the ringer's new podcast um banana love war and bananas or death death taxes and bananas is that what it is yeah it's great great show so johnny bananas hosts a podcast about the the challenge challenge. and i i'm enjoying an after party type of show after Mm, he has like fun guests on no he has like fun guests and they talk about the show and so does andy cohen right i mean i don't know i don't don't know i'm just telling you i'm enjoying it so much that i went and will listen to that podcast okay so it's really good it's a great reality tv show if you like competition shows uh the other thing that people might not know if you're a big reality tv fan um it's definitely for you because it has the best people from mtv shows um, from Netflix shows, from Big Brother, and from Survivor. Really? So they kind of take like the best of all social uh, of all reality TV stars, and then they put them in this huge. But they have to be like you have to. They have to be fit. I mean, these are the athletic ones, right? You have to be like very fit or okay. like on steroids. Well. Like these people are I mean, like both. I'm not going to take away yeah. from the people that are on steroids. I'm they're guessing they're fit. I'm guessing the testing is not. Uh, no, like, yeah. I'm going to guess that there is no testing. USADA but, is probably not showing up with random cups for people to pee in. <laughs> they're like alcohol, check, cocaine, check, steroids, yeah. check. You're in, baby. Yeah, you're exactly the profile <laughs> we're looking for. The holy sure, triumvirate. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what it is. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right. So that's another wreck from me. Jim, you watched uh, the other two on HBO Max. What do you think of that? Um, so this is pretty good. I was watching it. It's it's a show with like two unknown kind of like 20 to 30 year old somethings like a guy and a girl and they play um, brother and sister. And they're like they they're like failed Hollywood people. They one of them wanted to be on Broadway, the other one wanted to be in TV shows, and they just kind of failed and they're sort of like losers, okay? Um and then their like younger brother, Chase, becomes Chase Dreams and he's like the new Bieber. And their mom is Molly Shannon, and I'm like watching it, I'm like and it's like a that a little bit heightened surreal comedy where like they'll have flashbacks to silly stuff, characters that are so over the top. And I'm like, this reminds me of 30 Rock, which I'm sorry. And, and then I'm like, oh my God, it's it's pro- it's the same team. It's pro- I, I, I'm sorry, dude. No. I know. And it's like, it's Lorne Michaels produced. It's, it's like all the same team and it will remind you of it. And I'm into it for that reason. And it's just a good show, dude. It's funny. It's on HBO Max. We talk about every HBO Max show. Why wouldn't I talk about this? No, I just think it's funny that we just keep going it's back unbe- it's the theme. Rock. It's the theme. It's crazy. I wonder how deep this well goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Wait for our spinoff episode this week, 30 Rock and something. Um, but, dude, the other two I think is a wreck. I've watched, like, five, and I'm really enjoying it. It definitely makes me laugh. Uh, I would check it out. You guys check it out, please, and just see. watch, like, three episodes. It'll take you an hour. So what's my order here? I got to watch... I know. The 9-11 doc. That's first. Um, Titletown High. Mm, that's that's a maybe. Okay. That's in you. the background while I'm working. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yep. perfect for that. Um, not watching the challenge. Sorry, Eric. That's fine. And now I got to watch. You can watch Love and Monsters if you Love want. Love and Monsters. But that's, just, that's one and done, baby. I'm talking. What we really want you to show watch is the shows so you can keep up with us. Okay. I can do that. Yeah, you could do it. Okay. What's, sorry. What was it called again? It's called The Other Two. The Other so Two. So it's like okay. the other two like siblings that gotcha. suck. Gotcha. 
and then they get into porn. Yeah, no, they get into everything. It's great. All right, guys. But it's funny because it's like it's like Thirty Rock, but hard R rated. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. Oh, okay, like, the fucking leash is off. It's great. Anyways, go. All Sorry. right, so moving on to better late than never. I just wanted to touch on two shows quickly. Ooh. Okay, I went back and I watched a show that we talked about on here quite a bit. You guys really liked. Do it. I need to put my seatbelt on for this? Like, is this going to be like groundbreaking? <laughs> no, no, Eric no. material. I just okay. I watched mm. Mirror of Easttown. Mm. Oh, nice. And mm. I loved it sweet i loved it i thought it was so freaking good i couldn't believe how well written and acted it was it looked incredible it was eerie creepy um you know it had everything i thought it was they crushed it if if it if it was the new um true detective like you guys compared it to many times yep it's the second best Perfect. season of that's, true detective. yep that's what we said that was especially because of, like they like they made police work seem more realistic like it's just walking around like talking to people you know you right. know trying to get a lead here trying to you know find somebody there uh she's not very athletic and runs and like sprains her ankle like yeah. kind of pile <laughs> right. of mud you know what i mean yeah, she like tries that, to jump a fence and like yeah. fucks her shit up yeah. i think that it was closer to season one of true detective than it was to season three or two yeah agreed oh, it, it, it was very really good. good they crushed the show um and then finally i also on hbo watched a show because i like title town so much and i was like man i really want more sports documentaries so i I watched a show called The Cost of Winning, and it was from a few years ago. You probably heard about it. It was about this school, a high school, um, a private high school in uh, Baltimore, Maryland, and it's a, a very poor, mostly black high school in in Maryland, and they were terrible at sports. And this guy who was like a hedge fund manager um, comes in. He was a, a local football coach, like a successful one. He comes in and he puts a ton of his own money into this program. And he pays for like 40 kids a year to live on campus at this school. And he pays for their uniforms and their bus and their food and just everything. And they don't even have a stadium because the stadium is just a city field that has temporary lighting and they don't have locker rooms. They just change at picnic tables and they are like the number two high school team in the country. And they absolutely put it on some of the best and richest programs from all over the United States. And the only reason they play them is because all of the other private schools in, in Maryland, around Baltimore, mostly like white private schools refused to play them because they didn't want to get beat too badly. So it forced them to play Mm. a national schedule. And then they just massacre teams across the country. And they're just this dirt poor school of kids who have lived through horrible tragedies. One kid was a four-star recruit going to LSU. And in the, in the past two years, he had lost nine friends or family members to gun violence. Jesus. And like during the show, like the, they'll be giving a speech and there'll be like a shooting like a block away. Or like during the it's show, tough town. kids on the team will like come into the office and be like, my good friend just got murdered last night. And so it was like so powerful and good. Great doc. I'm into documentaries this week. Yeah. I think this is a for sure wreck. It's from a couple years ago. It's like two years old at this point, but it was really awesome. Like pre-pandemic high school football. Cool. It was called The Cost of Winning on HBO. Well, that one kind of just shot up my list of things to watch now. It's yeah. only four episodes. Oh, See, so that goes quick. It goes appealing. really fast. Four episodes, and it was all about like um, trying to find colleges for all of these ki- troubled kids and like getting them good grades and doing enough that they can get scholarships and go to college. Man, I need to start a hedge fund because that sounds like what I would do. <laughs> it would I would just really make like a billion cool. dollars and then be like, dude, I'm going to start a high school football program and let's go. That'd be cool, man. You'd be good at it. It was awesome. So, head coach Eric Burtness, let's go. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, guys. We're still not winning. I can't yeah. figure out. <laughs> All right, guys. You know what time it is. It's time for watch, rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what we're naming it. 
<laughs> you oh, liked it and you know you it. You just sprung that on me. Watch. Rewatch. All right, guys. This oh, is our God. James Bond rewatch. And uh, for this week, Brilliant. we watched Goldfinger. Gold member. Yeah. I, I have to think about it every time. Yeah, me too. Goldfinger. Yeah. So this is old, man. You didn't like that? Watch. Rewatch. It just took me by surprise. Dan I just didn't know we had we hadn't talked about it. You nailed it. And then you cackled over the intro. intro I know. I ruined the intro music. But that's okay. Okay, so because we watched... Because it was genuine moments. We okay? watched Goldfinger, and... <laughs> <laughs> so this has got to be from, like, late 60s, right? It's from the 60s. It it's has to be. It's fucking old. But dated. I mean, this is Sean, Sean Connery, and uh, yes. quite the film. Quite the... We've come a long way in filmmaking, writing, directing, acting, uh, action scenes, car chases. Um, not even... Not, from not 1964. Even car chases. Not even Ooh. car chases, just driving in a car. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like where you could see the background is completely bullshit. Yeah, right, right. Um, I will say this: everything you mentioned is dead on. Yeah. Like this, the stuff doesn't play now, right? You got to kind of ignore the fight scenes. The cuts are really quick and weird, and that, like uh, it's just throwing dudes into a wall half the time. Like, yes, barely any punches thrown. Um, if we're doing like the CompuBox thing, like Connery threw like four punches and landed yeah. eight. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> right, like that's yeah. it. Um, but it felt like a Bond film, mm-hmm. right? There was. You know, some female that he engaged with early on ended up biting the dust. Yep. There was like a high stakes wager in some sort of competition with Bond and some evil villain. Yeah. Um, or proxy of che- an evil Let's villain. Let's just do check. Check. Um, there were multiple scenes where he was forcing himself upon um, unsuspecting women. Wow. Check. Like yeah, uncomfortable like check. Really, mark. really sketch. Like, holy shit. Um, there was like some twists and turns. Right where you yeah. thought you you felt like you were being led down a path, and then it took a hard left. Um, there were people you thought were good that ended up being bad. There were people that you thought were bad that ended up being good. Mm-hmm. Um, there were people, his handlers, sort of behind the scenes, like trying to provide some assistance when he yep. got in trouble. There was his boss. There was, and then there was Money Penny. Yep. And there was Q. Yep. And um, you know there was Pussy Galore. Pussy Galore. Pussy Galore. My, my favorite part about the whole movie is when she comes on screen. Screen, and she's just standing there and he asks what her name is and then she's just like my name is pussy color and i was like what <laughs> and he actually laughs too but just how she said it and yeah. everything it was just it was jarring like, it was like from like a youtube clip like yeah. of like a parody like Very it was bad. just it was not good but my point is like yeah you it had felt, all the elements you felt like, like you, you were in a bond see, film yeah you could see why the movie was successful at the time you could see why it became a classic and why they like took that formula and as we get into modern movies with daniel craig we're gonna see these same elements it rearranged and we're gonna love them so there's something there man it set the tone okay so we'll just I, i'm gonna have a hard time leading us through this because i don't know if i've ever been more bored i, I, could, I couldn't asleep. lead you through it either i, I fell asleep yeah i mean 15 times watching this movie he was all over the place started in miami a chick you know he he bangs a chick she gets you know she turns on goldfinger yeah. and then they kill her yeah they and, kill her, turn her, they paint her gold. And in this, um, I will say the only part I really liked about this is we start the movie with him getting a massage from a woman, and then he throws on the best fit I've ever seen in my life. Like it was I like a short sleeve sweater. It, it was like a terry cloth, terry jumper. cloth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's at the no, he's at a, a, a romper, a romper, a romper. Yeah, a terry cloth romper. I want one now. <laughs> and it's funny, like, dude. <laughs> so all these movies that were filmed on film, they look great 
it's like nobody has seen it you know in this high definition before that's the kind of the crazy thing is it like the movie looked good it looked sharp and crispy so there was details that i don't think we were supposed to see like the women's teeth the hot women not that great (laughs) like i don't it's fucked up i just don't know if i could have been more bored during this movie um i know that i'm always the guy who's like oh man old movies are so bad and i know that's like my shtick yep but like it's also my truth it's it's just <laughs> they're, they're so truth. freaking bad and like i mean I, I i am person believe believe it or not i think it's unfair to like cancel people from the 60s for shit that they did because the world was a completely different place and the idea is that we as humans continue to evolve and change and you know treat people better and understand people better and allow people to be their their true selves and so Mm -hmm. it's not fair to be like man he rude to women in the 60s cancel him forever it's like that's how the 60s were he's also already dead so yeah but but my point is like like those things i understand don't worry he was an asshole in real life too <laughs> I'm not like, oh, we can't watch this because of it. But like it is a little uncomfortable how they treat the women in these movies. Um yeah. a little. It, like just even the part where he's like sh- like shut up. This is men talk or something. Yeah, he's like he's like run along now. Men are talking and he slaps her ass and she leaves. I'm like, "Oh my god." And that's like that's not even the worst part. People probably giggled and were like, "Yeah." Like, but yeah, that what, was like cool uh, that was like the Bond thing. That yeah. was like he was debonair and like women like were instantly. He didn't respect women yeah. and therefore he got all the pussy. Well, I they mean, were it's just well, horrible. What about like the opening fight scene when yeah. d- dude comes in t- with a club <laughs> and he just like throws the girl's forehead in front of the club? <laughs> yeah. Human shields her. Yeah. The meat shield. I mean, to be fair, she set him up. Yeah, and so like she, he knew she was a bad guy, but like, ooh. That was like setting the tone for the rest of it. So yeah, um, I don't know. So we always we, talk- we, we don't need to go through the movie. No, so no, the, I mean, just- the plot was like this: you know, international gold trader and hoarder businessman is like you know trying to do. He's you don't even find out until well over halfway through the movie that he's planning a heist on Fort Knox to get that gold. And then it turns out he's not trying to steal it, which was actually a cool twist. He's actually trying to blow it up and ruin it. So he ruins this gold and then his gold, which of course he has a lot of, becomes 10 times more valuable. So you know what? Those I thought mother- it was actually all pretty cool. And something that like gold is still, you know, the same commodity. It's still like, you know, the, the events of this movie could sort of happen today. Like, well, you know what? The, you know, when they did try and make that happen was yeah. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Right. They stole all the gold. They were putting it on a ship, and they were going to blow it all up and send it to the bottom of the Pacific Ocean or whatever. And because guess what? That was Goldfinger. They literally stole it from Goldfinger. So much. And like so much stuff came from this movie. There's been 25 Bond movies, or there will be by the time this next one comes out. And I feel like every parody ever came from this movie. A lot of it did, for I sure. Mean, this is one of the classics. That's why we chose it. Um, but I mean, from Odd Job. Like the chunky Asian boy with the hat, the top hat with the seal that he can cut off a statue's, you know, head with. Um, you know that he, what, was that um, random task. Yes. Random task. In yeah. you know Mike Myers, and then of course Goldfinger became Gold Member uh, in the second. In Austin, Austin Powers, Powers yeah. too. You know, so a ton of that stuff came from this. I just couldn't get through this. I mean, I never finished it actually. Yeah. Um, I found myself rewinding it over and over and over. Um, 
I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it was really painful well, for I, me. Actually, I, someone enjoyed it. I would say I completely agree with Eric because, like, if you weren't kind of, like, paying attention to, like, the set, like, they weren't giving you, like, Geneva, Switzerland, you know what I mean? They weren't giving you, like, little captions at the bottom to let you know where they were. Like, you kind of yeah. had to, like, pay attention. Right. And then all of a sudden, we're at, like, a horse farm. Like, things were <laughs> very like, bizarre. Like, they're flying into Baltimore? That's not very sexy. Yeah. That's like not good. And then all of a sudden he's in Kentucky. Yeah. And then it's like, I was like, okay, the Fort Knox thing comes in. I'm like, now I get it. It makes sense, but it was it was definitely difficult to follow. Dude, how about those 60s sets, though? I thought they were so cool. Like, when, that shit's back. How, the mod is back. How seriously did Goldfinger take his, like, map display yeah. game like he was like looking very he's like, the, and, like the moving pool the knob. table turns and then the floor opens up and and everyone's like oh, this is taking forever is yeah he gonna, how many times is he gonna do this <laughs> and then like hey man i'm from chicago i ain't working with nobody from new york you know yeah. and i was like yeah, yeah. okay a little eye rolly with like the gangster you know mafia stereotypes. mafia stereotypes yeah 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 um I don't know. Overall, like the plot was like kind of fun. It was pretty twisty. Some super silly moments, like when they flew over and released all this gas over Fort Knox, and like thousands of soldiers fall just instantly fall to the ground, like passed out, like all over the place. When they're you know hundreds and hundreds of feet in the air, it was really really silly. But overall, like besides like the sexism and then the racism with all the Chinese people, you put some of that aside. I actually kind of enjoyed it to me. It's like, it's like a fresh movie, but it's like barely, it's like a 65, you know? Yeah. I would, I'd say that's perfectly fine. Yeah. That's a, that's a very acceptable. Score. So I think the, the question is now that we've seen this and we're about to move on and we're about to skip years, we're going to skip 40 Decades. fucking years yeah. of bond movies to get into the good stuff. We're missing Roger Dalton, Roger Moore. We're missing it's Timothy Dalton. Tim, yeah. Thank you. Timothy Dalton. We are going to miss Pierce Brosnan. Would you rather watch cheesiness from the 90s, like the Pierce Brosnan movies, or would you rather watch kind of old school, slower paced stuff from the 60s, which wasn't all that cheesy. It just was like very outdated. I honestly, other than Goldeneye, which I I do like, I guess the world is not enough is pretty decent as Mm -hmm. well. Um, Probably the most grounded of the four Pierce Brosnan ones are Goldeneye and the world is not enough. Right. But I think I might rather watch some of the older ones than yeah. the 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 ice episode with the guy with the jewels in his face with Halle Berry and and because when it gets uh, really Rosamund Pike, then it can pull you out. So. Real, and it gets really dumb yeah. in those ones. These are like you said; these are just dated. Like they're they're not like they're being very serious for 1964. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to take that into consideration. Okay, guys, how much money would you pay for me to wear? A James Bond romper to a public event of your choosing. Same cut? Uh-huh. Like, like 80s I'll pay, basketball I'll pay cut? pay for all your drinks and food, which will end up being about 90 bucks, whatever <laughs> event we're at. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'd match that or what? I mean, what, we'd split <laughs> what the cost. What do you got? Like, you find some hot stuff Because online? here it is. It's for just $149. Oh, no, those shorts aren't short enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not. One, or they're not a... Uh, they're not as short as they were in the I mean, movie. I want to see some camel toe in the front. That's, <laughs> right, that's right, how right. tied I was. Excuse me. Don't gender oh, him the knuckle, wrong. Sorry. He's a moose knuckle. Um, that's gorgeous. Hey, that's gorgeous. I mean, I, I found myself the whole time being like, Hey, Man. Christmas is coming up. Be like, Dad, yeah. listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hear me out. Really? I need the James Bond romper. Guys, school clothes shopping. Exactly. Exactly. Throwback. Yeah, Throwback. he's never said no. Just yeah. don't ask for a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, guys, overall, what would you rate this movie? I would give it a... 
Uh, I mean, you were too deep into your terry cloth romper because we already gave it a sixty-five. I'm going to give it a thirty-two. Okay, it was terrible. That sounds right. It was I terrible. And I think that's the way these kind of old movies go, right? I mean, some people can and watch older movies like The Exorcist, right? Super old horror movie, like the first of a genre. It's boring. It's a ninety-five for me. I, it's I love it, and I get so scared watching it. I couldn't. Still. I couldn't be less scared. What? I couldn't. When she be... comes down the stairs with a fucking crab walk and eh, shit. Fine. That's so scary. Sure. Woo. It was the first time when i was eight and saw yeah, it and i might not have now seen that I'm, since i was nine yeah, yeah. You know. so but like you know i think that old movies can have that sort of hit or miss mentality and i think maybe you know as eric has a massive crush on Don, daniel daniel craig oh, and of his, course who doesn't yeah i almost said donald craig i don't Ooh. know where that came from but um those movies like when it starts off with like a parkour scene through a construction site versus like james bond looking through a telescope <laughs> yeah. telling some dude like oh he's got the queen of clubs like yeah. they're and then they're playing gin like could they be more like old and boring like just so stupid <laughs> he was like hey man i need i know i whip your ass every day and it's really suspicious but also i need to sit in my spot make sure so that i sit in my lucky move. chair and you sit there and i've got an earpiece yeah, that he wears the clear, whole time clear as day and he's touching it yeah. i was like he's like no it's your move goldfinger and he's like Hang on, let me just listen my ear. Here, and he plays his Yeah, like, completely oh unrelated. I need to adjust the volume yeah. and the reception on my radio. <laughs> he had it on a cord, too. Yeah. He was, like, adjusting the thing. I was like, come on. First, The first ear pods were in Bond. Ah, oh, crazy. Anyway, I it wasn't horrible. I think that's about the only thing we yeah. can say. It wasn't yeah, horrible. It wasn't horrible. But to Eric, But you know what? Horrible. It did something beautiful, which is start off... Teed it up. Our watch. Rewatch. Rewatch. Yeah, so guys, here we go. We're really going to dive into it. We have four weeks before Bond 25, uh, which is called No, no Time, Time to, to Die, die yeah. comes out. And uh, we have four Bond movies to watch that will lead us right into that. Uh, it starts with the first of the Daniel Craig movies, 2006's Casino Royale. God damn, is this movie good? It's a masterpiece. I've seen it 10 times. Can't I think wait to I watch it, it. I think I watch it every four months. I watch it like once a year. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Because every time I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. It's so good. It's a great movie. I can't wait to watch it again. And we get to watch it this week. It's going to be so fun. So do it with us. Watch Casino Royale. It's somewhere. You'll be able to find it somewhere. If not, you burn money on dumber shit. So spend the three ninety nine or bust you, out your DVD player. Yeah, you know someone with a DVD of yep. Casino Royale, for sure. Yeah, they're out there. So Tyler Winterfell will loan it to you for a buck. There I can't wait. Um, that's what we're watching this week. Watch it with us, guys. All right. Finally, we just have to recap last week's metal stand as we gave you guys our three best kids shows. And uh, we had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the cartoon from the early 90s. But also, by the way, I freaking love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Like, the first it. one? Oh, my God. Oh, I love- the second one is my favorite. Ooh. Oh, Secret of the Use was just good, too. Just because it was like, it probably wasn't as good, but it looked a little bit better, and it was just more fun and for kids. I like, think I we was- should watch it, those for a rewatch sometime. That'd be fun. You'd be like, hmm, this is not good. And then what, Turtles in Time, which is trash. I mean, there's not much substance here. But and then we're, then we're getting into Michael Bay. Turtle movies. Oh, yeah. I'd watch that, too, though. Actually, those aren't that Saw that in theaters. Pretty sick. Megan (laughs) Megan Fox, April O'Neil. Because you were a PCA. I guarantee it. You watched it it when you were working. I went with my lacrosse team. Oh, okay. We all went, and they thought it was okay. Yeah, pickle juice and popcorn. Sounds Sounds like a good time. like you were working. (laughs) All right. Um, So it came down to Ninja Turtles, the cartoon, uh, all that from Nickelodeon and Nickelodeon's Legends of the Hidden Temple. What won? Legends of the Hidden Temple. Of course it did. Which is crazy. It's the best show. I it mean, was. I mean, it was just electric. It. I feel like so that was that was it, and then turtles, and then it was all that. Which you know, so they all got like 
a, a lot of votes. Like people cared, um, and it was closer than you think it'd be. But uh, that was it. Gold, bronze, or silver, and bronze. There you go. Let me just real quick describe the level of intensity surrounding Legends of the Hidden Temple because this was like no. There's obviously no DVD or uh, DVR or anything like that. No right. TiVo. It was like your mom has made a dinner that you've had multiple times and you don't like it. But Legends is coming on in 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and you fucking scarf that shit. Mm-hmm. There's right. no debate. We're not having, like, a uh, dad's not upset with you. You, like, that dried-ass pork mm. chop covered in cream and mushroom soup. You fucking wolf that bitch down. Yep. All the dishes are in the dishwasher. You're standing over your pair. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? Like, just trying to get <laughs> shit into the kitchen as quickly as possible. That was, like, Legends of the Hidden Temple night. Wow. That's electric, baby. And then they're like, why don't, why aren't you like this all the time? You know, it's Legends Night. It's Legends Night. It's Wednesday, sons of bitches. Somebody going to win. That was a great show. All, all fond memories, my friend. All right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have this week on the Northeast Podcast. Um, but tune into our sports cast later this week. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for hanging out with your best friends here at the Northeast.